Welcome everyone to episode 29 of Down to Play. I'm your host, Dapper Tux, along with... Next Gen Player. For this show, we'll be giving our review of WWE 2K Battlegrounds from 2K Sports, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix from Game Mill, and Hades from Supergiant Games. Before we start, special thanks to the publishers for providing many of the games reviewed in this episode. Let's kick things off with WWE 2K Battlegrounds. In a break from tradition, 2K has skipped releasing a traditional WWE simulation game in favor of WWE 2K Battlegrounds, an arcade-style brawler party game filled with over-the-top action and best enjoyed with friends. WWE Battlegrounds is meant to be fun for fans of all experience levels, with an approachable aesthetic and gameplay. Battles take place around the world in outlandish interactive environments, and you can battle it out with or against your friends in local and online match types, including Steel Cage, Royal Rumble, Fatal 4-Way, and more. Battlegrounds is developed by Saber Interactive, makers of World War Z and Ghostbusters Remaster, and it's out now on Xbox One, PS4, Steam, Nintendo Switch, and Stadia. Next Gen, what were your thoughts on the Rumble in the Ring with uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds? Man, I love WWE. I've been a lifelong fan of WWE, so I'm always looking forward to the annual iteration of, of WWE. And you know what? Yeah, like you said in the intro there, it's like this one's interesting because it seems almost like the simulation series just needed to take a break because I'm sure we're all aware of what happened last year and even the last couple of years, right? The last few years have been not so good for the WWE franchise. There's just been just underwhelming iterations coming out, right? The Nintendo Switch version last year was just kind of a big mess. And yeah, so I think they they sort of like, I think they're resetting the traditional series and they're they're going ahead with this new Battlegrounds. And you know what? Like, it's funny because I, I actually do like arcade action WWE games. Like, I remember when I was a, a kid, like I remember the it was the... WrestleMania, the arcade game, I used to play that all the time, and WWF WrestleFest, like, I mean, wrestling games began arcade style, right? It's just, like, it's only really in the last, maybe, decade or decade or so, and a half or so that where, where it turned more simulation. So yeah, I was kind of glad and excited that I was going back to the arcade mode. This game, I thought, was, overall, like, it was alright, like, I, I, I thought that the gameplay was was pretty decent like you can pick from a huge roster of characters i think there's something like 70 different characters um that come with it and it's anywhere from like you know the the hall of famers and legends like hulk hogan and i love mankind mankind's always been one of my faves he's in there under the giant sergeant slaughter like come on man he's classic right stone cold steve austin i know he's more of a modern classic but still <laughs> yeah yeah and then you got, of course, you've got all like the yeah the the latest modern wrestlers like Becky Lynch and Bailey and Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Sasha Banks, etc. So and yeah, I mean, what's really cool with this? I mean, it's definitely like way over the top action. You've got five different classes, so that so each of the the wrestlers are sort of like they're marked into one of these classes based on how they wrestle. So you've got stuff like uh, the all arounder, uh, pretty much good at everything. You've got the brawler that focuses on the strikes. You've got technicians that are good at submissions. You got powerhouse, uh, like, you know, Brock Lesnar doing his power moves. And then you've got the high flyers, right? Which is the, the top rope specialists. 
And uh, yeah, I just like, unlike the last few years where, where you really had to like, you know, get into that simulation and really like understand how, like, you know, how to perform all the moves and all the mechanics. This one's just super basic and easy. Like you, you, you punch, you kick, you Irish whip, you go outside the ring and you grab foreign objects like a bicycle or a chair and beat the heck out of people. You know what? Like... I'm glad that they sort of mixed it up. I like the fact that it's just something new and something unique. Yeah, and I thought that I thought the gameplay overall was was all right. Like it's definitely like way over the top. Like you can do super special moves, right? And if you're doing say like I don't know, like um like a, a Brock Lesnar power slam, right? Like he'll he'll jump way up in the air, right? He'll jump up like 10 feet, 15 feet, do super slam stuff like that. So yeah, this is the type of game where it's like you can't take it too seriously. It's all about just getting your buds over and just everyone's grabbing a controller and having some fun. So overall, it's it's all right. I think one of the highlights really for me is the campaign. The campaign actually stars Stone Cold Steve Austin and Paul Heyman. If you like wrestling, if you like WWE, like you have to love Paul Heyman. He's just one of the coolest guys in wrestling. And Stone Cold, obviously, you have to love him too. And, and so what, what's really cool about this is that you actually go through, I think there's, what's there, like seven different areas i think seven different cities that you have to go to and each one starts a new character so they've actually created seven different characters for this like they just totally made up um their own you know unique look backstory persona and all that but the whole thing is narrated by paul Heyman and stone cold and it's all done comic book style so it's just fun like it's actually like original and different right i mean how many games have have comic book style narrations there's not that many remember comics i think comics was that uh like sega genesis game that i played 20 years ago that that had that but uh but there's just not that many so i thought i thought it was like a fun and interesting way and i definitely made sure to, to read the entire comic books and it's all it's almost like every couple of battles there's another comic book sequence right so there's there's a lot to go through and a lot to read so yeah what about you? What are what are some of the highlights that you had for the game? Yeah, like uh, to echo your sentiments, I, I really enjoyed the over-the-top arcade action. I think it was a healthy rebound from trying to bring in too much of a serious simulation experience. And with the missteps in the past, this, this was a great sort of uh, follow-up to a more spiritual successor with where, you know, where, where wrestling video games really started, right? Being super, super arcadey and fun. Um, I really like the exhibition mode i found a lot of fun uh playing that with with um my, my six-year-old like brawling brawling with family and friends up to, up to you know four players it was only two of us on on the couch but we we jumped into match types like one-on-one -on -one, tag team triple threat uh steel cage and and royal rumble um it was also nice to see some online modes so uh, king of the battleground mode for example i find a, a lot of the games we've been reviewing lately they've just been foregoing completely like having online mode so it was great and a big plus in my books to see uh you know that you can battle to become the last man or woman standing as you uh you know battle other people um online and just trying to toss each other out of the ring um yeah so i really like that king of the battleground mode um, also, too, the battle arenas were a lot of fun, almost that cartoony over the topness, much like the graphics and the moves with the, you know, eight original uh, arenas like the Everglades Auto Shop, uh, Mexico and Boot Camp. I really liked, especially with the Everglades where you could, uh, you know, punish opponent, opponents in a, a Floridian swamp and you can even toss them into the jaws of a hungry alligator. <laughs> but that, that, that didn't necessarily fin finish, your, uh, finish your match, which is pretty hilarious. 
Um, and I also like the fact you can customize your own arenas uh, with different combinations of, of rings, ropes, aprons, turnbuckles, uh, lighting, and, and everything else. So again, the fun arcade style, the uh, amount of modes, and I, yeah, again, I can't say enough about the fun arcade gameplay. That's, that's kind of what I expect personally when I'm going to fire up any sort of wrestling game. So I, en I enjoyed those, uh, those aspects. Uh, next gen, what were some things though that uh, you disliked about the game? Yeah, the first one really is the the battle bucks. So this game has uh, there's an in-game currency called battle bucks, and there's also another one which is called golden bucks, which you can actually go to the store and you can purchase with real money. So essentially, like you have to grind. Like when you're going through the campaign, you get battle bucks. When you're doing some of the modes that you just mentioned, like exhibition, at the end of each match, you'll end up getting battle bucks. And there's also like a leveling up system so once you actually you know gain enough experience you can gain a level and then you also get some more bucks and the thing is like so you use that essentially to unlock characters but the one thing that really really is a big knockback for this game in my opinion is that when you first start there's only a handful of characters that are unlocked i think it's something like 20 percent around there are, are unlocked 80 percent of the characters are locked and so you got to use these battle bucks to buy them which wouldn't be a problem if you get battle bucks at a regular click when you're playing, right? Like if you're just getting like so much and if the prices weren't that high, but they're actually like fairly high prices and battle bucks, you don't get a whole lot. So it, like, it's just a massive grind. <laughs> like I still don't have them all unlocked. For sure, I'm thinking it's going to take weeks, like weeks to unlock everything, right? Like, you know, you'd have to be like a really, really dedicated player to go through and unlock all these characters. So the fact that there's just so many of them locked away, like it's almost like the game is just like a storefront for these like these these locked characters like it's like whoa like why like it should have been the opposite it should have been 80 percent were unlocked and maybe there is like you know like a handful of legends and like you know cool characters that, that you haven't seen for a while that you have to pay to unlock right so yeah it's just kind of like the, the microtransactions in this game are just way in your face another thing that i didn't like it is the uncanny valley there's some characters in this game that just look way off and i know that they're trying to go for this like cartoony aesthetic right they're not trying for realism but like at least look like the person right like i'm talking about characters like sasha banks and ronda rousey and sean michaels and daniel bryan's like they don't look good yeah sean i'm a big sean michaels fan heartbreak kid and yeah he does not look anything like he does in real life i followed his his career from basically start to finish and it, it, you're right it would be nice to have a little bit more authenticity and uh you know, likeness reflected uh, in regards to each each one of these legendary wrestlers. There's some that look really good, right? Like Mankind look good and, and Bobby Roode look good. And there's a whole bunch that they look like them. But yeah, it's just like some of them definitely needed to be touched up or like redone. Um, the last thing I would say is the lack of depth. So the game is fun. I did actually enjoy the gameplay, but there's just not a whole lot to it. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I enjoy it for a while, but it kind of wears thin. When I'm going through the campaign, I would tend to do maybe, you know, five or ten matches at a time and then take a break because it just gets a little repetitive. And I understand it's like they meant to go arcadey, so I, I get it. But at the same time, like, I just wish there was a little bit more to keep me hooked on the gameplay. What about you? What are some things that you didn't like about the game? Uh, for, for me, like, so some of the things I found still troubling based on how long the series has been going on for and, you know, 
the fact that it haunted uh, the last version of the game so badly. The, the technical issues, they were, they were still abound uh, from massive drops in frame rate, um, you know, to some, to some issues that I saw on my end with, with tech, with textures, as well as a little bit of, of hit detection. So again, the technical issues really did sort of hamper and, and dampen, uh, the experience for me. So, you know, it's one of those things with the, with a wrestling game, you're, you're wrestling. And if you don't nail that aspect of it, it, it takes away from the whole experience. Again, the, the over the top fun, it, it did make up for it, but I really do wish that things were a little bit more sound uh, in regards to gameplay and, as I said before, technical issues. Uh, the commentary, too, uh, is such a huge part of the experience. And I found that sometimes that it completely missed the mark with the on-screen action. I don't know if you might have found the same thing too next gen or it might have just been something that happened with me, but I just found like what I was doing was not lining up with, with some of that fun commentary, which was which is unfortunate. And just overall, the game did feel a little bit un, unfinished. Um, there, there was some depth, as I mentioned before, with all of the modes. But uh, again, the, the, the technical issues that I was talking about before, um, again, it really did hamper the overall, ex, overall experience. And if, if they had nailed this uh, with a fun, arcadey feeling with so many modes and online, I, I think it could have been up there with, with some of the great wrestling or great legendary wrestling games, but uh, unfortunately, I found that this this wasn't the case. So, if I had to score this, um, I well, I have to score it. I'm going to give it a six out of ten based on what I played. Uh, Next gen, what are what are your uh, what's your score? Yeah, you know what, we're pretty close on this one. I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of ten. We're close there. We got the pinfall. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers Two Grand Prix. Nickelodeon Kart Racers is back after debuting in 2018. The sequel uh, with Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 Grand Prix is here to power through the finish line. You can select from 30 different playable racers and 70 team members to assemble your ultimate pit crew. And I love this because a lot of the OG characters brought me right back to my childhood. And you can choose your favorites from Nickelodeon's Hall of Fame, including SpongeBob SquarePants, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the babies from Rugrats, which, which really excited me. Even Ren and Stimpy joined in on the action. Uh, Nickelodeon Kart Racers 2 is developed by Bam Tam and published by Game Mill. It's available now on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Uh, Next Gen, what were your thoughts uh, jumping in the in the racing seats uh, with, with Nickelodeon's newest offering. For starters, I'm going to say that this game is definitely a big improvement from the last one. I mean, the last one, for lack of a better word, bombed. Critically, it certainly didn't do well, and this one, to me, is definitely much improved. So I'm glad to say that off the top. The original game only had 12 characters, if you can believe it. There was, like, SpongeBob and the Ninja Turtles and Rugrats and Hey Arnold. And this one now has... There's a 100... <laughs> Like, that's a pretty pretty big jump up, right? So you've got 30 playable characters, and you've got 70 different crew members. And the crew members, essentially, like, you can add them onto your team when you're racing, and they, like, bestow powers to you, right? So you can get, um, you can get characters that give you a boost of energy if you get hit with an item, or there's ones where they actually give you extra items, so you might get two powers instead of one. So there's all these different characters. And there's just so many awesome characters you you mentioned a whole bunch of them you know there's also ones that i like uh invader zim is there cat dog is in there avatar is there if you like nickelodeon i i'm i'm obviously like a little bit less familiar with the newer nickelodeon shows because i'm a dad i'm i'm getting older now but it's like 
but a lot a lot of these characters i grew up with right so ninja turtles was cool to see and red and stimpy and all that so from a character perspective i was very 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 pleased another thing that i liked about this game is there's actually a bunch of different game modes one is challenges another one is ghost racing those were, were two that really stood out for me i like challenging myself there's actually 42 different challenges that you can take they're separated into six different tiers each of the tiers have seven different challenges they culminate in a boss battle so you've got to like you got to take on characters like Danny Phantom or Shredder from Ninja Turtles. And I would say, like, the challenges weren't that hard. I think it took me, like, maybe two days or so to beat all the challenges. But they were fun. Like, I I enjoyed them. There's just, like, some fun ones where you have to, like, sort of, like, beat the clock. And there's ones where you have to, like, take out a certain amount of enemies within a, a certain time period. You know, I like challenge modes, and this one's a lot of fun. And then also there's ghost racing. Basically, like, the game comes pre-installed with ghosts. Maybe it's, like, the devs. Maybe they were, they were like, you know, they took their fastest lap and put that in there. But anyways, like, you can basically go through. There's 28 different tracks that you can race on. And each one has a ghost race. And I actually thought that the ghost races were pretty tough. Like, the ghosts were very good. Like, they, they seemed to take the corners very well. And... Seem to know all the shortcuts and all that. Yeah, it just like, it was very challenging. And that's what I liked about that. So it was cool to, to see that in there. And and it kind of reminds me of Mario Kart, right? Mario Kart, I think, originated the idea of having ghost races. So it's a mode that's kind of near and dear to me. And then the last thing that I liked about this game is there's a whole bunch of different kart modifications. Again, like, you know, they're definitely taking inspiration from Mario Kart. Because I'm, I think, again, like they were one of the first if not the first to do this but like in this game you can essentially uh modify different aspects of your cart so you can get different engines different wheels different exhaust pipes different paint jobs you end up unlocking the different modifications by completing stuff like the challenges i mentioned earlier the ghost races stuff like that so like it's kind of like as you play as you progress you're going to unlock all these mods and the different mods will affect the different properties of your cart. So you've got stuff like top speed, how good you are at turboing, how good you are at steering, and how good you are at drifting. Yeah, I like the mods. Just like in Mario Kart, some of them are like cute and colorful, and some of them are like more serious and like, you know, traditional racing. So you can choose like, do I want mods that look the best, that look the coolest, or am I looking to sort of like min-max my cart uh, in specific ways? So you can like, you, know, you can have like, you know, a, a cart that is really good at steering and drifting but kind of sucks at turbo wing and top speed so yeah i really liked sort of like tinkering around and tweaking with that what about you what are what are some things that stood out for you yeah so for me um yeah i, I really enjoyed the gameplay the slime on the tracks was fun uh the power-ups the shields and uh you know homing rockets ho homing rockets made you know added a little bit of uh, variety into the racing much like mario kart you made a really sort of you know you hit the nail on the head making that comparison uh, I really like the three difficulty settings, especially like just being able to play on easy uh, with my six-year-old and, you know, help me out as well, too. Won't lie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the easy mode, it made it a little bit more accessible for him so we could enjoy it with uh, younger members of our household. Um, and again, I, I like the idea that, you know, the easy, medium and hard also equaled like the 50cc, 100cc and 150 uh, from Mario Kart. 
Um, but again, like I, I feel bad for this game too, because for, especially in our household, um, you know, my six-year-old, he kept asking about Mario Kart as, as we were playing this. So it was just missing that, that secret sauce. And it's hard when you go up against a legendary series with legendary characters, not to say that Nickelodeon characters aren't amazing too, but with Mar Mario Kart, just as, you know, the, the OG, but this, it did bring some fun and, and, uh, you know, new ideas to the table, uh, especially with the, the, you know, 28 different, uh, slime filled tracks based on Nickelodeon series so you know the the sewer subway was a big favorite in my household we we all love ninja turtles uh the spirit world from avatar as well as goo lagoon boardwalk again another throwback or another uh, reference to spongebob squarepants there which is great and again i mentioned it before and i'm always going to appreciate uh multiplayer online the local multiplayer was was fun i believe it goes up to four players the online multiplayer is even bigger going up to eight um, and the arena mode, uh, which is a lot like Mario Kart's battle mode, uh, gave you two different arenas to fight things out in. So I really enjoyed, again, the gameplay was a lot of fun. I love the courses and the fact that they reflected a lot of the franchises and characters from, from Nickelodeon. And finally, you know, the inclusion of multiplayer and uh, um, having that arena mode, which was a lot like Mario Kart's battle mode. Absolutely, absolutely great. It was, it was a ton of fun. Uh, next gen what were some of the things that, uh, that that you disliked about the game so there's one big thing that i didn't like about this game it's it's almost a deal breaker but i managed to sort of accept it as part of the game which is the performance issues like holy jeez yeah, the, there the, were a lot the biggest thing that took away from this game for me is the stuttering okay like the stuttering when you're driving i would say would happen Maybe once a lap. Yeah. And it's the one thing in a racing game you have to nail, whether it's a full sports uh, car simulation like an F1 game or just a, a fun arcadey kart sim. You, you got to nail the gameplay and the, the, the technical merit so that when people are driving, there's not, you know, your cart's not jumping around or you can't judge a turn because the stuttering is so bad. And that, that, that happened to me as well. Yeah. I mean... I can actually even deal with slowdown, yeah. right? If I'm drifting around a corner and it just like, I go from 30 frames to 20 frames. Yeah, because you get hit by like a rocket and or you get passed by a, a bunch of other people are on screen. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. Slowdown I definitely don't like and I don't appreciate, but I can deal with it. Yeah. But this is like, this is actually like jittery stuttering. Thankfully, I, I was able to somewhat get over it, right? Like I just kind of accepted it as part of the game. It, I can say that it took away significantly from the game, but I still overall had some fun with it right so it yeah it was pretty big for me the other thing that that i didn't really enjoy is that i thought the drifting was not even needed like it's so so weird that there's the, you, your characters can drift and they really encourage you to drift but you don't actually really need to drift yeah i found that too like they introduce you to the mechanic at the very beginning it's like okay this is going to give me a serious one-up on the competition if i use this but i just found like i was able to crush the competition drifting or just traditionally taking corners which is too bad right because drifting like again sorry i keep going back to mario kart and i will again but yeah you drift properly in mario kart it gives you an advantage through corners and then it also gives you a speed boost coming out of the corner um and it, it just rewards you but here it just it seems completely unnecessary and and overtly risky and something that you, you kind of want to avoid and don't need to do at all so yeah it's 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 unfortunate 
Yeah, I mean, like, there is the advantage where if you drift and you drift properly, you can actually come out of the drift with a boost, right? It's almost like Mario Kart where you, like, you, your cart changes color, right? From, like, I, I think it was, like, red to, to purple, or right? Purple to blue or something like that. And then and then you get, like, you get the speed boost when you go out. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, like, there's that aspect of it. I actually thought that if you do play on hard, which is, like, equal to the 150cc, then you know there are a few cases here and there where you might want to drift but yeah that's only if you're playing on the fastest speed if you're if you're playing on like easy or medium don't even drift like there's just no there's no point it's just a waste um the last thing is again this is like common because i, I had the same complaint with wwe battlegrounds but like it just takes so long to unlock things right like for example like i beat all 42 challenges i i beat like a bunch of the ghost races i beat all i think it was like six different cups and even like after all that i still felt like i, I wasn't even at the halfway mark for unlocking uh all, all of the mods right so it, again it's just like it just seems like a, one of these games where you just gotta play for a few weeks to unlock everything and for me like double time it right i just want to get through it so i can unlock things right so anyways those are my complaints what, what about you what are things that you didn't like yeah, I think for me, the like you mentioned before, the most glaring thing was the performance issues, the, the stuttering and having to sort of bring that into your repertoire of understanding if you're just going to have stuttering happening and it's going to affect your driving a little bit every once in a while uh, was a real shame. The graphics too were, were, were pretty good, but I, I had a bit of a hang up there. I, like I know it was supposed to be cartoony, but it did seem a little bit bland. Uh, as well. And that's kind of surprising for something like, you know, a Nickelodeon IP. Uh, the lack of voice acting as well was 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 sad, like it was hampered by, you know, you didn't have a lot of the traditional voice actors, uh, which was which was a, a real sort of step back for for the series. And I would have loved to hear, you know, some of the the OG voices of uh, Nickelodeon's most famous characters. And also the, uh, yeah, like I said, technical issues, graphics, um, we're, I would call them average. Um, th those those were, were my biggest hangups. You know, the, the on the good side, as I said before, lots of modes, online mode, racing, still a little bit fun, but it's just it's just too bad. Like you said before, I just it needed more time. I needed a longer uh, uh, pit stop. Uh, <laughs> this one with some of the the, the technical upgrades and optimizations. So next gen, uh, what what would you give your score? Uh, your final score for Nickelodeon uh, Kart Racers Two Grand Prix? I think overall, I'm going to give this game about a seven out of ten. All right, we're crossing the finish line neck and neck here because I'm I'm right there with you. Seven out of ten. The technical issues were were the the big drawback for me personally, uh, just like you, next gen. So, it's it's unfortunate because again, it just had so much uh, potential to be you know one of the next big things in cartoony kart racing or arcadey kart racing, and uh, just just came a little bit short of uh, I would say hitting hitting the top place in the podium. Uh, moving on though, we're gonna take a look now at uh, our Hades review uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Hades is a roguelike action role-playing video game developed and published by Supergiant Games, known for critically acclaimed titles Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. In Hades, you play as Zagreus, as you defy the god of the dead, Hades, hack and slash out of the underworld in your attempt to reach Mount Olympus. Hades is available now for the Nintendo Switch and PC. Trust me, you do not want to miss it. But next gen, I won't spoil anything before before you get your first crack at things. Uh, what are some things that you liked about Hades? Because there's so much to like. <laughs> yeah, 
I gotta just say, like, off the top, like, this game is awesome. Like, this this is just one of the best games of the year, one of the favorite indie games I played all gen. Like, I could just go on and on. There's so many things I love about this game. The pedigree of the studio is, is second to none. Fashioning Transistor Pyre, like you said, this could be their best offering yet. It's just... Everything about this game is super polished. The one thing that I absolutely love about this game is that there's continuous storytelling. And the characters even reference your past battles, which is just blows my mind. Usually it's like, oh, well, you got to start new game plus or new game. And it's like everything you, you bring a couple of items with you, but it's like you go through it all over again. No one no one knows your name here. It's the characters remember you, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, so it, it's roguelike, so you're going to be essentially, you know, redoing the same spots over and over and over and over again. You're gonna you're gonna keep on dying, and then you're gonna you're gonna respawn back, you know, in your your chambers where Hades is, and where you can there's like a spot where you can uh, buy and upgrade your abilities and your items and all that. You just you revisit the same spots over and over again. Again, but the thing that I love so much about it is. As you mentioned, like they always reference everything else. Like, yeah, I don't know how many lines of dialogue these characters have, but it seems like almost infinite. Like, I, I must be, I have to check, but you know, I, I've done probably at least a good thirty runs, if not more. And every time I die and come back, the characters always have something new to say. Like one long continuous story, which I love. Like the storytelling in this game is so top-notch you can it's like you said basically you're in hades and you have to go through various worlds or, or and you have to try to make your way up to to mount olympus right but as you go up you might meet some characters there's like like uh sisyphus and and charon and thanatos and, and skelly and like all these different characters that you meet but when you meet them and die and then you, you come back and meet them they remember you they talk about past things you talked about they the story continues on. You'll actually, like, you'll meet characters in, you know, five or six dungeons from the beginning, and they'll know somebody from one of the earlier dungeons, and then when you go back to the earlier dungeons, you tell them that you met that person, and then they might, like, you know, they'll tell you new things about that other other person that you met, and then you, have, you go back to them again, and they tell you new things, and it's like, even such little things, like, if... A random enemy kills you, right? Just like some, like, you know, some little peon enemy that just kills you. When you start the next game, Zagreus will remember who killed him. And when you come to that enemy again, he'll actually make a note. He'll be like, oh, like, it's time to get revenge, right? And you're like, oh, it was, it was like that, dude. It was that, that little, like, that little rat or that little snake that killed me last time. Like, yeah, go get him, Zagreus. It's such good storytelling. And it's almost like the cool thing is, is uh, the bosses will all remember you too, right? And and there's like, there's super, super funny ones. The Furies are the, are the first boss that you fight. And oh man, it's so funny because there's three of them, right? And so the first time you end up fighting one, maybe the, the third or the fourth run, you might end up fighting another Fury. And then later on, you're gonna you're going to end up fighting the third one. And then I found that like, basically after you fight all three, your very next run, I think pretty much like every run after that, Zagreus tries to get. He'll actually name one of the Furies. He'll say like, oh, I think I'm going to fight this one this time. And then you get there and, and it's like, he's either right or wrong. right? <laughs> and, it's, and it's like super comical, right? Because he's like, ah, I got it right this time. Right? It's just like, oh man. I just, yeah, the storytelling is just off the charts in this game. I love it. 
The other thing that's just so much fun in this game is the weapons. Like, geez, there's, uh, I think, six different weapons in the game. You've got the Stygian Blade, you've got the Spear, you've got the Shield of Chaos, you got the Heart-Seeking Bow, you got the Twin Fist, you've got the Adamant Rail, which is like a gun. They slowly unlock over time. And then each of those, you I think you can like modify them four different ways each. Like there's just so much to dig into. So there's a great story, incredible weapons that you can, can you know, upgrade and adjust to, to, to really add a, a huge difference to the gameplay experience every single time, which is just, I don't know, I, I haven't really played anything comparable. Like I know, like a lot of other games have, have tried to do this, but then it, it, it gets a little too grindy. But this, I, I can, I just continuously and like again, there are some grindy aspects, but for the most part, I just really enjoyed uh, every playthrough because every time there was something new to new to check out or a new way to approach things, it was it was awesome. Yeah, I think you're you're probably referring to the boon. So so like as you play, like let's say you get say like the uh, like the shield of chaos, right? So you're Basically, you have a shield, which you almost like Captain America. You can throw your shield around and like ricochet off enemies and, and kill them. But then you can actually meet all of the gods. You can meet like Dionysus or Aphrodite, Hermes, Athena, Zeus. And each of the gods have their own different ways that they could modify your abilities and your attacks. So, you, so Zeus might make your shields lightning charge. So they'll strike them with lightning and do additional damage, right? And then like Dionysus, he... Um, he has like an effect where he can take off damage over time, right? So you know, like your shield will strike the enemy and then like every five seconds they'll lose more health, right? And they kind of like stack on each other, right? Every time you play, you meet different gods and they bestow different abilities to you. So no run is ever the same. You can probably tell by now, but I'm just, I'm ranting and raving about how awesome this game is. I just can't put it down. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's my newest addiction. Yeah, <laughs> same, same with me too. Like uh, for things that I liked, again, this was visual perfection. I'm a big guy on graphics for sure. And the, the hand-drawn art style of this just looks stunning. Uh, the visual impact had me hooked right away, and the soundtrack also matches the high tempo of the action. So, it, it's a it's it's a sensorial treat, and and every every you know every way I can kind of possibly express. So from from the graphics, the the soundtrack, you're gonna love it. Uh, the games and bosses again, you you face off against Bone Hydra, the Furies. Uh, three of them each have their own unique chamber to fight in. Um, but only one appears uh, per run. And we talked a lot about this before. I had brought up the boons and the keepsakes and the ability upgrades. So I really like the fact that you could go through and uh, you get different common, uh, rare, epic, heroic, duo, and, and legendary upgrades depending on which kind of path or which god you helped out or asked for help uh, in regards to, you know, imbuing, I guess, for lack of a better word, these various weapons. So Athena would be protection-based. Uh, Zeus would give you uh, lightning um, power. Uh, next gen, I think you touched on all those as well, too. And uh, yeah, again, like with the keepsakes, give you max health increase, uh, received, you know, receive more starting uh, money, deal more damage, improve the rarity of, of boons. Um, it was great. And again, it just added so much to the replayability to have these, um, you know, these keepsakes and boons and the ability upgrades were really cool. Um, you could touch the mirror uh, of night in Zag's bedroom to spend darkness and permanently upgrade him. So you get perks again, like gaining health, gaining extra dashes, um, so on and so forth. But from the graphics to the gameplay to the really cool, extremely dynamic characters that were properly voice acted. I'm so tired of just reading text 
it, it adds such a level to the storytelling to have this you know, really powerful, fun, and again, humorous at times voice acting. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love the, the overall experience. Uh, next gen, we, we've both been kind of gushing about this game. What are, what are some uh, dislikes you can bring to the table here? What are some things that, uh, that you didn't like about the game? There's a, a, f- a few things, but they're definitely super minor. <laughs> like this game is just so good. There's, it's, it's really kind of hard. I got to like dig deep to things, to find things I didn't like about it. Um, I would say, like, overall, it, it is a bit grindy. You mentioned the Mirror of Night and Zagreus' bedroom, and you have to get darkness. And, and I just, like, I think there's there's something like 10 different levels of uh, power-up. You have to collect keys to basically unlock the different levels. The keys take a little while to get, so that's that's a little bit grindy. But the, the darkness, like, some of the last few perks, you can, like, permanently increase Zag's abilities, like... They take so much darkness, and it, yeah, it's, it's going to take a long time. The good thing about it, though, really, is that it is super grindy, but the game is also super fun. So you probably won't even care all that much. I slightly care, but not not too much because I know I'm going to be playing this game for like you know months to come. So it kind of like bounces out that way. The other thing that I didn't like occasionally, not very often, but occasionally, there was some frame rate drops. I'm not sure if it was just like a Switch thing. I, I haven't played it on PC yet, but uh, but on, on Switch there were um, some slight performance drops. Again, that's only really if there's like you know a whole bunch of enemies on screen, and it's pretty rare. So overall, it, it performs quite well. The other thing that that I thought is that the game is actually like super hard. It took me like probably a good like twenty runs or at least before I beat it. But um, but I did find that overall it is a little bit short. Like, I think it would have been good to have maybe, you know, two or three more realms for you to, to visit. Um, just to sort of, like, you know, add a little bit more variety and, and, and add a little bit more length to this. So I'm hoping that there might be some DLC or, like, something else that comes out to... Like, I want to definitely explore this world a little bit more. Um, so, yeah. The good thing is, though, is that being a roguelike, everything kind of changes up right like the the levels are just sort of dynamically created every time you go yeah dynamic creation of enemies in that so it's yeah it's not not always the same anyway but yeah i still i echo your sentiment i i would love to go back and get more content within this game um it would just be so cool to explore uh you know different areas and and have more characters added in for sure yeah so i think that pretty much is it like again like they're all like pretty minor complaints like there's really not a whole lot to complain about in this game but those are my three. Um, what about you? Was there anything that you, that you didn't like? For me, again, it's very minor, as you mentioned before, that it's it's super grindy, but within the grind, within that struggle, you have access to all, you know, all these different ways of upgrading weapons and taking different paths, and things are relatively fresh each time, right? Because you're, you're always facing off against uh, randomly generated areas and enemies. Um, and again, same, same sort of qualms a little bit with the, with the frame rate. Um, I, I didn't mind like the length of it because you could just go back again and again and again. Um, and you know, I, I didn't mind that. And sometimes I got to, I, as a, as a dad game or two, sometimes if games are a little bit on the shorter side, sometimes uh, I'll see that as an advantage. Um, but for my final score, um, I'm going to land quite high with this one. I loved it from the graphics, uh, to the, you know, art style, the soundtrack, the, the, you know, the rich characters, great voice acting. I'm going to give this one a nine out of 10. Uh, how about you next gen? Love this game so much. I, I really hope this game gets nominated for game of the year. I, yeah. 
I hope so too. I hope it wins for indie game of the year at minimum. Yeah. Because it, I, like it, it is in my opinion. But yeah, like I just think that this is for sure one of the best of the entire year, and my score is going to reflect that. So I'm giving this game a nine and a half out of ten. It's, it's really that good. Awesome. Yep. Don't delay. Visit hell today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's game over for this episode. Uh, I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at our brand spanking new Down to Play Twitter account at Down to Play Cast. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram on our personal accounts at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play. Down to play.